welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Lola Diangwai. I head citizenship and sustainability at Union Bank. And with me, I have Uduak Ugo. I'm the sustainability analyst for Union Bank. So we're really excited today um, because it's one of the first podcasts and we have been asked to talk about the work that one, we do in sustainability, but more importantly, 2018 CSI report. So we're, we're super excited about that. Um, when we talk about CSI Union Bank, it's important to first define what that means to us as a bank. CSI stands for Citizenship, Sustainability and Innovation. And at Union Bank, we've merged these three areas and we feel like it's important for us to report across them every year. And so we've come up with an annual report that's able to tell our stakeholders um, about what we do across these three areas. Now, we didn't just pick these areas randomly. These are areas that are especially important to Union Bank's journey. Union Bank, as a key financial services contributor to the Nigerian economy, has highlighted these three areas as being key in terms of its outlook and the services that it provides Nigerians every single day. So we're really excited that we can be a part of that journey and we're excited to talk about some of the things that we've done leading up to now um, and more importantly, what's so different about this year's report. Yeah. The 2018 report is the third edition of our Citizenship, Sustainability and Innovation report. If you look through our 2016 reports, you would see the growth that we have made so far. It was um, a decision that we made in-house to start to report our progress in, citi in citizenship and sustainability because we wanted the world to see what we were doing in these spaces and because we also felt that it was, it was important for us to showcase our activities and to showcase our progress and to showcase all that we do to ensure the sustainability of our country. Now, so why this report? As a bank, citizenship, sustainability and innovation are key areas for us. We have seen the importance of these areas, we know the importance of these areas, and we have imbibed this importance, we have imbibed sustainability even in our even in our key processes in-house and how we and how we infuse them into our activities. Now these areas so internally, we have a set of core values that guide our activities and ensure sustainability is ingrained into our employees. Now, for what we do for our external people, we ensure that what we're doing, our activities, our processes, our emissions, or even everything that we do in terms of running the bank is sustainable. We ensure we, we talk to our co communities. We, we, are, we, are like, we are the heart of the community. Seeing all what we have done in this space, we decided it was time to consolidate our efforts and show the world what we have been doing in this space. It's also a report that highlights our efforts in citizenship, sustainability, and innovation, and it tells a deeper story of how we have been able to contribute to the growth of our economy. Fantastic. So if we talk a little bit about um, how we got to where we are today, and I guess a, a bit about plans for the future, um, we cannot but start from 2016, which is the first year that we published the CSI report. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty pivotal 
activity or event or moment for us as a bank because it was really the first time that we were coming out in a structured manner to tell a story that we've had as part of our DNA for, at that point, close to 97 years. Um, and I remember um, the first edition that came out. It was a bit of a frenzy, um, just because it was a, it was there were new processes um, and we had never done anything like that before. Um, but it was it's, I think it's interesting to see the growth that we've enjoyed um, working on this project um, as a team for yeah. the last three years. In 2016, the report could, had a little bit of data, but not that much. Mm -hmm. We were more focused on um, very simple re um, reporting. So we had a lot of pictures. Um, and we were, yes, telling stories, um, but they weren't, they didn't go as deep as they could have. But it was a really good attempt, first attempt. And we, ha we got a lot of support from the board, um, EXCO, and our colleagues. And that really spurred us and inspired us to want to do even more in 2017. Yes. Now, with the 2017 report, we pushed the boundaries, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So we knew that we had to focus a lot more on data, which we did. We eventually delivered um, a report that was more data-focused. In addition, um, we had our own special brand of infusing data with text um, and also being able to add pictures from our various activities. And I know that that really made our, our report stand out, not just within the bank and with our internal stakeholders, but with the external communities in which we serve as well. So we had everyone from regulators to our colleagues in industry um, really appreciate what we tried to do with the second edition of the CSI report. Not a lot of firms, um, when it comes to sustainability and, and innovation reporting, um, tend to go to the extent that we did. Um, but we even with the 2017 report, we knew that we still had a ways to go. Mm -hmm. And we knew that we hadn't managed to achieve um, the breakdown in terms of presenting key data points um, and having those data points um, being cleaned up to the extent that we were proud to say these, um, these data uh, points that we have were we can beat our chest to talk about um, the fineness of, of, of yes, what it was in yes. terms of the quality of data that we are presenting. And in order to validate this, we um, this year have two major um, points which are extremely high points for us. Um, it's been three years in the making to get here. This year, for the very first time ever, our report has been structured not only against the NSBPs, so the Nigerian Sustainable Banking Principles, but in addition, we are reporting against the Sustainable Development Goals, the SDGs, and also GRI. Um, which is the Global Reporting um, Initiative Standards. So we're very excited about that. Um, it's not something that we were able to do two years prior to now, um, but we've done it this year, and we are confident that um, moving forward, we will do even more integrated reporting. So on, and secondly, the quality of data that we're presenting. To some extent, we have um, some areas that we've highlighted um, as being areas that we believe that um, these can be regarded as our materiality, um, index areas, and we have gotten work with an external consultant, Deloitte, to validate the, the information that we've put forth in the report. And that in itself is a huge deal. So for us, the journey has been amazing because not only has it allowed us to align to a lot of international and local standards, but as a bank, you have to dig deep when you're, do, when you're creating a report. And it has allowed us to understand why we do things, um, the way we do them, fine-tune processes that aren't working well, um, but also enlighten people internally and most especially externally about why Union Bank does what it does across these key areas. Yes. All right, okay, so um, I know that this year's report was 
jam-packed yeah. with stuff. And you know, you know what's interesting? After 2017's report, mm -hmm. I felt like because it was the year 100 for Union Bank, um, 2018's report might be. I, yes, I thought yeah. we'd have less things, but that wasn't the case, was no, it? That wasn't the case yeah. because we had done so much. We did a lot. We did a lot. Yeah, we, we actually did a lot. For example, um, you know, we continued our partnership with Girls Coding, and it was even good because um, 2018 was the year that the CNN now recognized her as, as the CNN Hero of the Year, which was great for us because it sort of not not even validates it just sort of showed us that we were doing good i mean if a global organization could spot what we we were putting our money into and putting our voice behind and then they say oh this is a great initiative and it was it was a proud moment for us as much as it was for pearls africa yeah. so yeah girls coding was quite key for us it was, it was. Um, also, we did a good, um, a lot of work in um, recycling. Um, you know, yeah, we, let's talk we, a bit we about expanded that. our recycling locations yeah. from twenty-one to ninety-two. Like yeah. we shut it off. So, so just just okay, in sure. telling our recycling story, I think it's important, like you mentioned, to to walk people through how we got to where we are today, mm -hmm. and we're expanding even more yeah. as we speak. But the the process to get to ninety-two branches in across how many states in Nigeria? Four today states. across four states but yeah. we're looking to expand to mm -hmm. a few more hopefully towards the end of this year um, we started from actually going into Adeniji market in central Lagos um, to, 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 to find the bins, bins that we were going to use now um, we started our recycling in 2016 and we ran two pilots but before we even ran the two pilots we went into the market we went to Adeniji just to get beans, but we didn't see the beans that we wanted. So we, we engaged with a vendor in Enugu who designed, we, 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 we created beans, designed beans, and then he produced these beans, sent it back to us in Lagos, and we rolled out to the pilot. Now, the pilot was in um, just at Stadion Plaza, that's our head office alone. And we ran this pilot for two times, first six months and the second six months just to ensure that we get the traction that we need to roll out to the um, to other locations. Now, the first six months, we used it to en um, engage our em employees. We taught them the importance of recycling, showed them what recycling could do, even to, to even in their local communities. And then when, it was, when we had done the pilot phase, we rolled out to 21 branches. And then from 21 branches, we rolled out to the whole of Lagos, which is 63 branches. And now we're recycling in 92 branches across four states, across Lagos, um, Edo State, Kwara State, and um, Ogun State. We, we selected these states strategically because we wanted to empower local businesses as much as possible, empower the businesses in these locations. So we went to states that had that had good um, recycler, recycling representation. And something that we are doing good in this, and, and this year, maybe we should say it, is the fact that we are now converting our wastes into finished products. So we weren't doing that before. And um, now we're, 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 we're even saying that, we are saying an even deeper story by saying, oh, this is our waste. This is how much we have, um, we have done and um, we have gathered as waste. And we are converting it to tables, to chairs, to products that people can use. And we'll be donating this, this stuff once, once it's completed. We see the importance of waste. Yes, it's waste, but yes, it can be, it can be used for something good. And once we're done, we'll definitely show the world. Great stuff.
So for us, expansion was not just to empower local businesses. We also sought locations where the need for recycling was um, was necessary to recycle. We saw locations where um, their waste were, were piling and it was contributing to environmental problems and it was contributing to environmental pollution. And we saw the need for recycling. We saw a need for reform in the waste sector. And then we took it upon ourselves to take our recycling initiative to these locations, partner with local businesses in these areas that are doing great in recycling, and then contribute to the growth of, uh, uh, the, growth of the environment in those areas. Um, so another area um, of the report which we've highlighted this year um, was the work that we did um, in and with the education sector. Uh, in October 2018, we had our first ever Edu360 fair. And this was an affair dedicated solely towards education, but it brought different stakeholders to the table um, and inspired good discussions. It also um, enabled uh, teachers, both from public and private schools, um, the opportunity to learn, um, and I guess learn how to teach the kids of today, so future learning um, in a way. Uh, and we had loads of fun activities. Um, and so this is something that's covered quite extensively in the report, um, especially around what Union Bank is trying to do in furthering um, education and its story today in Nigeria. Uh, and then finally, I think that the, the, the last bit which really excited us um, and which you know you really should go to the report for is the bit that talks under innovation, the bit that talks about robotics process automation, RPA. So as a bank, we launched um, our first ever RPA process in 2018. And this is why I love it. And I guess this is why um, we love Union Bank, really. Union Bank is intentional about the things that it does. And with the launch of RPA in 2018, it essentially was just trying to bring better service to Nigerians, so the, to the communities um, that they, it serves in. And it was very powerful to know that um, our internal processes were shrunk because of process automation that was introduced. And that essentially means that customers get served in, in less time, they're happier, um, the quality of, of data that we have um, is, is better, um, and we're able to just make um, everyone happy, including employees who don't have to spend so much time um, uh, doing iterative processes. Um, suddenly everything is shorter, everything is faster, and it's of better quality. So that was a, that was a real high point for us. Um, and I guess this brings us to the end of our first ever CSI podcast. Uh, there's just so much more that we couldn't, because of time, go into today, but you have to read the report. So please go to the w Union Bank website at www.unionbanking.com slash CSI to read more about it. Thank you and see you soon. Bye.